Hey, welcome to One Way Ratchet. It is the weekly update for the week of December 22nd, 2023. This is the last show before Christmas, and this will be the first Christmas of the One Way Ratchet pod. All these milestones will be hitting. Um, so this is the first one, first end of year, first everything. So thank you for being on this journey with us. Quick update today. ETFs. We always got to start with the ETFs now. There's so much happening. All of the companies that have applied, the dozen of them, have all been meeting with the SEC this week, and they're hammering out the final details of how these things will work. I speculated before that as these things launch, that we can expect to see these companies advertising for clients, right? Just when the ETFs launch, they're going to want to win this race and accumulate as many customers and as many assets and have as much, you know, as much assets under management, AUM, in these ETFs because they earn a fee on it. They are going to make a lot of money. Whoever wins this race and whichever ETF becomes the biggest, they are going to make a lot of money. So it's going to be in their interest to do this, right? And I speculated that we would start seeing commercials, advertising, and it's already happening. It's already happening. In fact, this week, um, a couple things dropped on Twitter that I saw. Two of the smaller companies, ones I'm sure probably people have not heard of, one's called Hashdex and the other is Bitwise. And Bitwise <laughs> dropped a commercial featuring none other than the most interesting man in the world. And yet, no, not me. I know, I know, I know. Not me, the actual most interesting man in the world from the Dosecki's commercials. I'm going to play this, see if this see if I can get this audio to to work. And here is just a little bit from the commercial. You know what's interesting these days? Bitcoin. Look for Bitwise, my friends. It says there at the last frame. I mean, first of all, it's a guy. He's, he's sitting at a table. He looks great. He's a little older than in the Dos Equis commercials, but it's definitely him. And the tagline there is Bitwise, ETFs backed by the crypto specialists uh, in italics. So what, what they're going for here is interesting. First of all, they spent some serious money on this. I don't think you hire the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world for no reason. Okay. Number two, it's specifically about Bitcoin. This isn't like the stupid crypto commercials, the FTX, you know, the Larry Davids, all the Tom Brady's and all that, which is all very much about crypto. This is specifically Bitcoin. And maybe that distinction is lost on a lot of people, but it's pretty significant. They are focusing on Bitcoin. And this is, again, this is from one of the small guys. We haven't even seen yet what the Black Rocks and Fidelities and Invesco and Franklin Templeton have in store. And yes, I do recognize it's a bit of a double-edged sword. There is an element to the advertising and the hype that is something of an alarm. I think something we've seen this happen before. We've seen this movie before. But I do think this, this time is different. I think that it's just an indication of what's to come as bit. Bitcoin becomes this asset in the world that more and more and more people come to understand. It's, we're going to look back, I think, 
at these at these early days of this. And it for people old enough to remember, it'll be like when there were commercials promoting websites, right? Dot coms and things, which were so new at the time. And then of course it's just become commonplace. And then it just becomes, oh wait, that is wait, the dot coms and the tech companies are the economy. We'll be seeing commercials featuring Bitcoin and Bitcoin related products for the rest of our lives now. These are just sort of the very first wave. And that's why I highlight it. And it's fun. It's just kind of fun to see. Okay, moving on. Item two, something not so great, but just have to address it because it it has been pretty newsworthy of late within Bitcoin. And it's Senator Warren and her friends trying to regulate as much as they can of Bitcoin and crypto. And, and, you know, in truth, it's crypto. Of course, they will lump Bitcoin right into that. And what's happening now is they've introduced a bill. She's introduced a bill, co-sponsored, though, with several people, including some Republicans. Lindsey Graham. I think there's another Republican senator from uh, Kansas, who I'm forgetting his name. This is not red-blue divide. There are people in both parties who are taking this opportunity, using the same tired things about terrorism financing and national security. They're always going to use that, even though it's been so debunked. It was debunked. I mentioned this in an earlier um, ratchet that the whole thing started with she quoted this um, article in the Wall Street Journal that Hamas had been using crypto for, for fundraising. Okay, that even the Wall Street Journal has retracted on that. The underlying company supplying the research to that retracted it. It was completely overblown. It's a tiny, tiny percentage is used for terrorist terrorist financing. I mean, again, even the Wall Street Journal issued a correction. However, they're not stopping. They're using this narrative and you know, sounding the alarm bells and and being you know just just harping on this. whatever this this critique that that is basically one of the main use cases of crypto is for terrorist financing and illicit activities of course for anyone who pays you know 5 seconds thinking about it knows that it's not i mean yes has it ever been used for that sure a tiny percentage the vast majority of that is all financed with cash always has been because bitcoin is a permanent ledger again a permanent ledger and law enforcement has gotten very, very good at tracking the endpoints. They get what they call the on-ramps and the off-ramps to trace it all the way through every connected party and get to the actual people, okay? So law enforcement would welcome any terrorist activity using Bitcoin as a method of fundraising. It gives them a very, very significant trail, right? Okay, anyway, I mean, that's not, that's just not what I wanted to get into. It's really that, Elizabeth Warren has used this and is on a crusade, is on an, truly an anti-crypto crusade. And now she is in bed with the big banks, which is so ironic. And I think it just reveals the hypocrisy of government. It, not, not red, blue, just government and politicians. Elizabeth Warren's big issue for years and years and years has been going after the big banks. They have been public enemy number one for her for years. That has been truly her signature issue. But now, all of a sudden, she is just latched onto crypto. Why? Because what do I think? I mean, she's not going to admit this, but I think it's because she recognizes that she can't control it. 
And what she wants more than anything is control and surveillance across the board. I mean, this is not related specifically to crypto, but wants all kinds of more surveillance, even like things with people may have known about Venmo and PayPal transactions that they want to report on anything over $600 for the year. I mean, they want, they want surveillance into everything. And again, they will always use some kind of national security, terrorist financing, anti-money laundering. You know, they'll use these buzzwords as a way to shepherd in the, these regulations. But what they really want is control, and they cannot control crypto. So that's the whole point. She's introduced this bill, though, uh, I think this week, that is going after specifically, it is going after self-custody. So this is the thing I just want to focus on today. They are going after self-custody because that is truly the thing that they cannot control, right? When you have your own private keys, you have Bitcoin in your own self-custody and you hold your private keys, you can send any amount of that Bitcoin to anyone in the world 24-7 and nobody can stop you. It is completely outside of the control of governments and the banks. It's outside of the control of everyone and the politicians in particular. Okay, it's still it's a permanent ledger. The record will always exist, but they cannot stop you. They cannot censor you. You don't have to ask for permission like you do with every bank to take out your own money or send a wire or do anything. The the gatekeeping and the toll collecting all throughout the banking system. Right. Bitcoin is outside of all of that. That's why they're scared of it. And it's very, very, very disruptive to the banks. Okay, so now it's oddly this sort of your enemy of your enemy is your friend. Now you have Elizabeth Warren going after crypto. You have the big banks, the Jamie Dimons and the JP Morgans, also against crypto. And now they're aligned. Now they're aligned. In fact, this bill that she's introducing, this anti or this crypto regulation bill, was literally written by the banking lobby itself, which would just tell you something. That this this bill that you know that uh, this quote you know that this senator has quote written no it's not hers it is written by the banking lobby to keep out competition L literally this is what cartels always do the big banks have such a stranglehold on such a large part of the economy the money printing and all that comes with it do you think they want? Bitcoin to come in and have this alternative, this monetary system that they cannot control or inflate away or manipulate and do all the things that they normally do in the fiat world? No, of course not. They don't. So they know they can't stop Bitcoin, though. I think they've come to, at least they've come to accept that they cannot stop Bitcoin. But what they can do is come after self custody. Okay. And why it's so vitally important that people learn about self custody. Because if you have to go, with some regulated exchange, say, or into some regulated product like the ETFs, well, at least that way, they have a lot more oversight and a lot more control because they can ultimately control the regulated entities and they can at least get the, the KYC, you know, the know your customer, the personal information from every account. So even though it would still say the like the bitcoin ETFs are still going to be massively bullish for the price of bitcoin you have to know that they're fully regulated US entities 
if you're going to buy, you know, even $10 of the Bitcoin ETF, you're going to have a fully KYC account at some brokerage, you know, somewhere in your Merrill account or your Schwab account or anything like that. It's going to be fully reported. They're going to know all about that, which is fine. I, you know, that's, that's the way the markets work. I mean, that's the way the whole regulated securities market currently work. But in regards to Bitcoin, they are clearly, they have signaled, they, they basically have played their hand that they are coming after self-custody. So all the more reason why I think it's vitally, vitally important that people take your Bitcoin off an exchange, learn about self-custody. Oh my God, it is easy to do. Learn about self-custody, not just because of the counter, <laughs> excuse me, counterparty risk of an exchange blow up like FTX and so many others from a year or two ago. Oh my God. I mean, that's, that's reason enough. The counterparty risk is such a big part of why you need to hold Bitcoin in your own self-custody for the long term. But now there's a whole second reason, which is becoming even more immediate, I think, which is there may be a time in the future where you won't be able to. And can you imagine how much more valuable the Bitcoin that would already exist in self-custody might be that's outside of the walled garden of traditional finance and the ETFs or the regulated exchanges? So we'll see. I mean, I think this is a battle that's going to that's gonna take place over a number of years. But Elizabeth Warren, you know, who's this upstanding, you know, <laughs> just civil servant, right? Um. She has sponsored a number of bills. She's sponsored hundreds of bills in her time in the Senate. And here's an interesting stat about how many of those bills have passed. Okay. I know it's a lot of numbers here, but I think you're going to notice a theme. Okay. And the from this is based on the Congresses. So Congresses are in two year sessions. So for in the 114th Congress, she sponsored. 27 bills, zero passed. In the next session, 80 bills. How many passed? Zero. The next session, she sponsored 98 bills. How many passed? Zero. In the next session, she sponsored 103 bills. How many passed? Zero. And in this current session that we're currently in, so far, she has sponsored 36 bills. And I'll see if you can guess how many have passed. Zero. Zero. I mean, that's something like 300 over three to 400 bills with her name on them. None of them have passed, which just should beg the question, what in the hell is going on? Like, what is going on in government in general? How is that even possible? Uh, truly, you would just think by, by some law of averages or just a regression to the mean that the worst performing senator in getting stuff passed would at least have a hit rate in the teens, right? 15% of her bills somehow get passed. Okay, that would be bad, but you could that would seem kind of like the low end. But zero? So it just, it really makes you think, what, what is she up to? It's clearly not about actual like governing, right? It's not about actually getting things done for the American people. No, what she does, she just raises uh, flags, right? She just uh, gets people fired up so she can do fundraising. 
and send out mailers and she's going after she's on an anti-crypto crusade and she's going to do all this for your protection meanwhile nothing gets done but it does i think very effectively generate some outrage perhaps among her following and i bet it's really good for fundraising so that's why they do it and i don't think anything is going to come of this bill I just also, I'm betting just on the dysfunction of government in general, not just this bill, any bill. Do you think Democrats and Republicans are going to agree on anything right now to get through both the Senate and the House and signed by the president? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> going into an election year? You think either side is going to give like a big win to the other side right now that they could take somehow, you know, hold up and celebrate going into an election? No, <clears throat> I don't think so. My money is on uh, stalemate and inaction. And I think, though, that's, that's good. That's good for Bitcoin because Bitcoin's going to keep doing its thing. It doesn't know about Elizabeth Warren. It doesn't know about this bill. It just validates Bitcoin transactions, pumping out block after block every 10 minutes. And that's what it does. And that's what makes it so unstoppable. And that's why they fear it. And people, that's it. Just a quick hit today. Hey, I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. It's a hectic time. I know it can be a very stressful time. I've just been doing some family travel and, and whatnot. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, it's, I get it. I, I hope that people make it through. You know, it can be a tough time for people. And look, there is hope. There is hope in Bitcoin. Maybe consider giving your loved ones some Bitcoin this year. It makes a nice stocking stuffer. I'm sure the kids will appreciate it if they can hold on to it for their lives. Wow. Talk about a gift. Talk about something better than the silly candy and the things that end up in landfills, right? I mean, you really think about that for a second, the Bitcoin lens stuff. Maybe allocate, what if society allocated just a little of the frivolous stuff they're spending this time of year and save it into the hardest asset in world history? I know I am. I hope you think about doing that too. Okay, people. Merry, merry. I'll talk to you next week.